Yo, what is up, guys? Welcome to the Tony and Dakota podcast. Today, we have another special woman on the podcast that Tony's going to introduce. This is Sasha Arand. Did I get it right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Love her interpretation. Uh, she, we came to know Sasha through our local real estate investors association. And most recently, the most recent thing that she helped us with was figuring out how to structure uh, and create units in our mansion property that we purchased just off of Superior Street. But we also know Sasha because we see her actively involved in real estate. Uh, she is either uh, turning properties into rental properties, managing them. Um, they do some seller financing between you and Anthony may do a little bit more of that than you do, right? Yeah, that's not a me thing. Okay. I'm construction. <laughs> and then and then the primary business is uh, real estate construction, as well as a handful of other things that <laughs> it looks like you may have been interested er, in, yeah. invested in, interested in, or in business doing. So we're going to be asking Sasha a lot of questions. This is Sasha Arand. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm excited. So when I was doing my research, I saw something about how you were a founder of a vineyard. Is that true? No. no. <laughs> She's like, All no, right. Not me. It, it must have been the wrong Sasha. <laughs> a vineyard? Like a winery? Yeah. I mean, maybe ask Anthony if we invested in one, but I did oh, not okay, found okay, one. Okay, <laughs> okay. And then uh, let me see if I got this right. So you <laughs> were, <laughs> let, let me just throw everything out. Okay, okay. You, were, you went to college in Bloomington. I did. And then for a minute, you were in Pennsylvania. Uh, I was a camp counselor slash lifeguard for a summer in Pennsylvania. Okay, mm. just for a summer. Yep. And then you, you moved to New York. Then I moved to New you York. You got pretty passionate about... Uh, fashion. Yep. And then you moved to Miami. Yep. And then you ended up in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Why did you come <laughs> here? Yeah. So uh, <gasps> I lived in New York for uh, like six or seven years right out of college. Uh, my first job, I was a nanny actually, which got me there. Um, and then ended up leaving that position after about three years meeting Anthony, my partner. Um, and we loved New York so much, but he had been there for, I think, like 12 years at the time, and it was just really time to take a break. So we moved to Miami. Um, he sold his company, and we wanted to get into real estate. And the Miami market, and this is pre-COVID, uh, was very inflated even back then. Knowing what I know now with COVID still was great pricing, even yep. though it was so, so high. Um, so we looked into doing uh, rentals there um, and turning you know houses into different units and different things, but... Um, Miami is a very odd market and a lot of people don't do things completely by the book. And so we just weren't really interested in jumping into that. Everything we do, we like to be very buttoned up. Um, and so it just wasn't the right climate for us. Mm -hmm. uh, no pun intended because it's really warm there. <laughs> um, so I said, I'm from Fort Wayne this really small town in Indiana, which is not really small, it's the second biggest, which I like to point out when yeah. my friends from New York are like, you're in the middle of nowhere. I'm like, the fuck I'm not. It's the second it biggest, the second biggest yeah. city. <laughs> and they're like, oh, so you live in Indianapolis. And I'm like, like two hours, like really close though. Yep. Um, <laughs> and so we actually, this would have been October of 2019, came for two weeks, stayed in an Airbnb um, and just had a blast. And Anthony was like, you know what? Let's do it. Like, wow. let's invest here. Let's move. 
So that's the story of my life. I move all the time um, and packed up all of our stuff. And we were in an apartment, I think, by December 1. Wow. Yeah, in Fort Wayne. So that's like, how, that's why I'm here. <laughs> I feel like I got so many questions. I didn't know that you're from Fort Wayne. So where did you go to school then? Uh, Irwin Memorial Park Southside. Okay. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. And why did Anthony be like, yeah, let's invest in Fort Wayne? Like, that is crazy. Yeah. Um, I mean, so when we stayed in West Central, you walk all the time over there. You meet your neighbors. And he really liked the different change of pace. Um, mm. Living in New York for so long, it's always like, go, go, go. Um, what's the next milestone? What's the next milestone? Um, and I think it can be very wearing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, spent about a year, nine months a year in Miami. And that was even more like still the bustle, but a lot of parties, a lot of different types of people. And it just wasn't really our vibe. So I think he was okay with the change of pace. That's awesome. Did you, uh, did you see an opportunity or did both of you guys see an opportunity that like, of course. Okay. So you're like, okay, Fort Wayne is a market. And this was, what year was this? This was very, very end of 2019. Nice. And so, yeah, so just, you know, he's very analytical. So mm. running numbers and just seeing the opportunity um, where places like, you know, Miami, New York, California are already so, uh, I don't know what the word is, like taken advantage of, yeah. essentially. Um, so Saturated. Satu- thank you. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I'm from Fort Wayne. So mm-hmm. I I know all the neighborhoods. I know, you know, granted I hadn't been here in over 10 years. Oh, shit, 15 years, more than that. Um have you been thinking about investing in real estate? Not like what you see on HGTV. We created a course to show you how to really invest and create a profitable flipping and wholesaling business. We give you marketing strategies like how to pull lists, who we target, and where we find the money. We go over sales, which includes live calls and negotiations, scripts, role-playing, and so much more. Everything that you need to know to flip houses is in this course. And if there's anything that we miss, we will create a video to answer your specific question. This knowledge has made us over a million dollars and we're selling it today for just $997. Click the link below. But at least I knew the lay of the land. I know how to get from point A to point B. I know that when someone presents us a deal and it's on X street, I'm like, no, or like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. Where we just wouldn't have that knowledge anywhere else. Yep, that's awesome. How did you grow up too? So it seems like you have uh, uh, something in you that makes you want to continually accomplish or like pursue things and that you traveled like a significant amount. Do you think, do your parents look at you and are they just like, slow down, Sasha, (laughs) you just like get a job and like you should have been a nurse, like we said. And like, (laughs) you know, are they like the typical Midwest parents or were they different in that they were like, you should do everything. I mean, I don't think it was either of those. So uh, I grew up uh, with a single mother um, who, she was a waitress at, um, I think it's like a sushi place now. It used to be called Park Place. Um, and then she ended up getting a job at Community Harvest Food Bank and like working her way up there. And so I don't think she ever really pressured me to do anything, um, but she was very cultured and you know always expanded my horizon to different things. Like I was bringing sushi in my lunchbox when I was in like fourth grade before it was cool. So (laughs) it was like a little weird situation. Um, But she always said, you know, do whatever you want to do. And I saw her, you know, go from her transition of like being a waitress and like us having no money um, to, you know, being a lot better. So that always, I always wanted to do more. 
mm-hmm. guess. Um, but yes, she does tell me that I never see her, even though we live five minutes apart now. <laughs> and she's like, can you take a day off? I'm like, no, I can't. But I do. I, you know, go over to her house and hang out sometimes. So. At, awesome. at what age uh, did your mom become like uh, like a single? Uh, forever. Oh, yeah, forever? she was always a single mom. Oh, wow. Yep. Like from your childhood. Mm-hmm. And do you have siblings? I don't. Okay. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Our you first house was on Riverside Avenue. Mm. Um, $53,000, I think. Wow. And this was, you know, a long time ago. And that was a huge stretch for her. But made it happen, and it was great. Yeah. Did your mom... Uh, the thing that I always think about with like one-sided is like, um, you know, I grew up with uh, a mom and two sisters. And so it almost felt like I had to put on more masculine energy um, for like to make up for the lack of it. Um, sure. Did your mom have any sort of that or like did you portray any of that or feel like you got more masculine energy because of not having a father? Did she like play the role of both or how, what did that look like? Um, I mean, I think masculinity is a very cultural you know thing um like no she didn't play sports with me but like I don't like sports um I mean the woman wouldn't even play board games with me so I you know (laughs) kind of played by myself um but you know um did she like I guess the masculine traits that we'd expect from a father like to create discipline structure oh yeah um I mean she had to play both roles in that aspect so Mm -hmm. I think she did that pretty well yeah that seems like it that's awesome yeah um I think I had another question around that topic but I guess I can move on to the next one (laughs) I got a uh, I got a story the reason that I asked is because I think that uh your energy and this is like not you know I'm actually working on my feminine energy honestly right now because it's something that I feel like I lack in very much because again I was so caught up in that masculine energy that now I'm like okay I need to feel Feel. some emotions and like actually connect with people and something that I struggle with a lot um but I remember when your masculine energy met my masculine energy, and I already told you this one time, but I want to tell the story for the viewers is mm-hmm. we were, you just got into town and like, I think you were visiting or something and you're like, yeah, I'm actually from here, but you know, I'm, I'm coming back here. And then we met up at a landlord meeting and then, yeah, uh, the lunch. yeah, we had like, we were doing like, I don't know, three deals, two or three deals a month. And we were like, dude, we're freaking beasts. Like we're doing so good. Like yep, we got, I hadn't purchased anything yet. Yeah. We're like, we got like 20 rentals in the hood. And <laughs> it was like, it was like, we're, we're, we're something here. And, uh, I remember you were like, okay, so like, what kind of marketing are you doing? We told you our marketing. And then you're like, okay, are you tracking your KPIs? We're like, nah, like, <laughs> uh, you should probably do that. Like, why aren't you doing that? We're like, Eh, screw KPIs. Who needs yeah, like, KPIs? We're like, we're like, why do we need KPIs? Like, we spend uh, two grand a month and we're making like twenty grand a month. Why yeah. do we need to track it? It doesn't matter. And I remember in that moment, that was again like my, that was my inability to accept feedback, honestly, like from a woman. Yeah. And it was, uh, and I realized that later in like my journey and like going into my feminine energy, honestly, is like. That's crazy to me that I have that uh, that fight, and is, it has more to do with my mom than anything. But yeah, I just wonder like what that dynamic. Uh, you know, whenever somebody does grow up with a single parent, like if they, it's crazy because you think, oh, I'm going to become more feminine and more like that. Sure. But actually, what can happen is the exact opposite, where you get a lot of the other traits that are possibly missing. So, um, yeah, I'm actually super thankful that you said that. <laughs> 
And uh, that's something that we're still leaning into. I'm like, dude, we need to track our KPIs. <laughs> we still need to. It is such a daunting task, yeah. but I'm like, man, it is so important. So like, that's I appreciate lovely. you um, like always speaking out for what you believe is right. Um, even when it's more difficult. And I think that's like, that is a, another characteristic of like true love for people and for like their better, um, like betterment of them. It's like, tell them the truth, even though it's like, this is gonna be uncomfortable for the both of us. <laughs> right, so. right. And especially first meeting you, probably shouldn't have been so brash, but no. it is what it is. Yeah, I appreciate it. And I'm like glad that it's your personality. Cause again, it's <laughs> not it's not like you were saying it to be like, hey, I freaking track my dick. KPIs. Right. Yeah, I, right. I track mine and you suck. You were saying like, <laughs> hey, you should probably do this if you actually wanna like grow your business and right. be sustainable. Um, are you, so we talked earlier a lot about like systems, processes and stuff. Are you very big on like, okay, systems, processes by the book? And if so, where did that come from? Anthony. Really? Yeah. So um, I think I'm more loosey goosey on things sometimes. Um, but then I think it's a learning lesson. You can say, well, I don't need to, even things like getting a 1099, like, oh, I'll get it. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, you don't pay people until you get a 1099. Mm -hmm. You don't, you know, do these things. And there's a reason behind them. So I think finally getting over your own shit and getting out of your head, like, well, I know how to do it better, or I don't have to do that. It's like, no, just you need to do this. And then everything is so much more streamlined. And yeah. then you're not spending, you know, so much time on this thing that literally could just be a process. Yep. So, yeah, I've definitely, I would say, starting out, super strong. Like, my Google Drive was, like, impeccable. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was, like, this is exactly where this is, this is exactly where this is. Um, I have Slack for this, blah, blah, blah. And then it's people, right? Yep. We're not computers. Yep. So things, you know, get a little bit lax. And I think now that uh, with a construction company hiring so many people, I have to be mm -hmm. back on it. So a lot of my time and energy is shifted to making sure that it is like real companies and real processes, um, even leases, like making sure you have them. Because what happens if you don't have a lease and yeah. you're selling or you have to go to court or something? Yep. It's like no paper. We don't use paper. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, it's taken a while, but uh, yeah. What initially got you into real estate? So how did you decide that real estate was the right vehicle? Like what inspired that? And then how did you get started? Um. Yeah, I think this kind of ties back into the whole Miami thing. Um, you know, stopping working uh, with Anthony and him selling the company, uh, we just wanted to do something else. And I think we really wanted uh, reoccurring revenue. Um, having a service-based business can be amazing. You can do really well with it, but it's not reoccurring. So if you don't have that income always coming in, you're always going to have to find the next sale, find the next deal, whatever it is. Uh, and I think we wanted more security. So mm -hmm. that was why real estate was very enticing to mm -hmm. us. Um, I think being in control is a huge part too. You know, sure, you get money from stocks or bonds or whatever that is, but you're not in control. Mm -hmm. That's not my company. I don't know what they're doing there. So yeah. I think when you own something and you can control that process, the renovation, the tenants, how you collect rent, everything, it makes us and me feel a lot more comfortable. Yeah, and you can get more efficient with it. Exactly. Um, too, which is pretty cool. Is it's, it's more in your control to change process if it doesn't work. Exactly. Um, speaking of processes, um, I, I love structure now, and it's so funny because I remember in school I hated it. Mm -hmm. And, like, it's funny how 
usually people who like to create structure don't like to follow structure. Right, right. So it's, it's interesting, <laughs> but the question that I always have and something that we believe in that I don't know what you believe, so I'm curious, and it's gonna be a little bit along an explanation, but do you ever create a process and then you're like, okay, we're following this process. It's so by the book, we're doing everything right that you realize that it will actually take because you're doing everything by the book. So let me just give you an example. Um, hopefully the city code is not listening to this. Let's just say you pull permits for every single property on like all the little dumb things. And then you're doing that on 20 properties at a time because you're in the middle of all of them. If you don't pull them and then you get like, you can speed up your process on what you get done, which means you make more profit, more money. And then whenever you get caught the one time, you just pay it. And it's actually less than if you did it the whole time because now you're making more money overall. Do you like, let's just say it's not even the permit, just like in general, yeah. is that the kind of stuff that you think about? Or do you just like, no, I'd rather do it the right way and know in myself, because there's certain people who I try to be mo most efficient sure. and then just pay for the one off wherever I messed up, even though it like makes us look bad or whatever. I'm like, eh, it's we're making more profit because we're not following the system um, or let me give you one other example. I think you understand the example, right? I okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, um, and then the, or the other way is to think about, no, because of who I am, like I needed to be organized. I needed to be by the book. I needed to be a hundred percent there. Which one do you align with more and why? Um, neither and both at okay. the same time. Um, I mean, I think the permit example is really good because sure, maybe you don't need to pull for if I'm just switching out lights. Right. But when you start, like wavering on these things, um, then it's like, then what else goes to? Yeah. So that's tricky. And then sure, maybe I can just pay this $1,500 fine um, and I'll make more money on this job. But I don't really look at revenue um, or profit is like a job by job or month by month. Mm -hmm. I look at it uh, as a whole. Yep. So, you know, projections for the year. So even if I save a week at a time per job, how is that actually overall helping me yep so to me it's risk reward too um at the scale that we are now um and the types of projects that we're getting into they're not twenty thousand dollar jobs they're two hundred and fifty thousand dollar jobs five hundred thousand dollar jobs um it's not worth it to then open myself up if i don't pull a permit yep. and that's a very specific example but sure. yeah i mean if i could skip the if skipping that step in a process works every time, then that's your new process. Mm -hmm. So. But it, I, I always think about it as like uh, the yeah. one off because sure. like you skip it sure. 20 times and then it works out 20 times sure. and then you got the one, but the one costs you less than the profit that you made on the 20. That's where it's always hard for me. Cause like same thing whenever yeah. we go to list properties, like you should do a pre-inspection. I'm like, no, everybody asks for different things, right? but they want us to fix everything up for us. So we don't delay that time, but I don't think that it's worth it because then we're fixing stuff that they might not want. So that'd be sure. another example. So I always find it interesting. Like, and I like what you said though. Like, I would play the long-term game. Yeah. I would say, a lot of times it's not worth it to take those small shortcuts because you perceive that you're gonna make a little bit more money. Because mm -hmm. at the end of the day, what is a thousand dollars? Yeah. When you could make a hundred thousand that year just by, you know, doing the same thing. And then, you know, then you're not doing it too, if it's a process, right? Yep. The whole thing about building businesses is you want it to be so foolproof mm -hmm. that anyone can do it. Yep. So you can literally hire a VA, you can hire anyone so that you're not the one doing it, which ultimately will save you the most money. Yep, I like it. I like it. you said that it's like, it depends on what it is, obviously too. Like sure. there's certain things where it's like, okay, yeah. this is a big deal. 
or can we create a process around it? And it obviously it just depends on what it is. So exactly. So permits are a weird example. Yeah, no I know. I was like, permits, ah, I should have, I should have used that I one know. as an example. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, for people who are just getting started, for people who are listening in, yeah. um, explain how you got your first deal. Like, how did you find the money? How did you get it figured out? Uh, how did you find the, the deal, the property and like, what did it look like? What were some of your early struggles? Yeah, so um, I said before we moved here, I think it was November, December 2019, um, we found our first two deals, um, nine units, LLC. Wow. We bought nine units in West Central um, just by walking around and meeting people. So neighborhoods, especially that you live in, can be really, really close-knit. Uh, this was a landlord who had several properties, was looking to start off uh, letting things go, um, and we had met a realtor who said, hey, I might have this. It might be coming up. Do you guys want to take a look? And we're like, yeah, of course. So one was a triplex. Um, upstairs had not been lived in since I found old food. I think it was like 2001. Oh, um, my gosh. And then downstairs, there was one tenant who was moving out. And then the back unit was gutted and hadn't been livable since like the 80s or something. Oh so that gosh. was a shit show. And then we bought uh, 1232 West Washington, which is um, six units. Is that the one is black? Is the big yeah. black one. Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, that started the whole uproar <laughs> us. Um, and so bought those. We paid all cash um, for them. Well, I think. Then maybe we got a mortgage or something. That's also an Anthony question. I'm not super into the weeds of how we do deals like that. Um but I, I'm like 99% sure it was like an all cash renovation as well. Um, that was that was hard. It was amazing finding it. We were so excited, thought we were doing amazing things. Um, and in the sixth unit, I think four were occupied at the time. Um, and we gave notice to the tenants because we wanted to do a rehab. Uh, the building was fucking falling apart. Like mm -hmm. if you moved a fridge, you could see outside. Um, there was one thermostat that controlled the entire building and it was oh all boiler gosh. heat. And it turns out during renovation, it was actually a fake thermostat. And there was a thermostat behind the thermostat in like three layers of plaster and drywall. Wow. So no one could control their own heat. Their own heat. And it was just a, I don't know, I wouldn't have lived there. It, it just, you know, we got into that, but that was our biggest project. And, you know, doing the renovation, trying to do everything right. Obviously, we ran into some hiccups, got stop work orders, all of this stuff. So I would say, you know, finding your deal amazing, diving into it, have a better plan mm. than we did. I estimated the renovation at like 200000 or something, and I think we're all in at like four hundred or something. Wow. Like, shit the bet on this. Um, and, you know, use people that were not licensed, were not insured, all of this stuff. Just ran into so many hiccups. Mm -hmm. um, so that was actually the catalyst of me getting my GC license mm. um, and actually learning this process because I was like, it's not a, it's not about design. It's not just fun. You know, there are so many specific Steps. things yeah, yeah, that go into this. So that was why I uh, started the construction company. Mm. Um, awesome. So it got better and better, <laughs> but still hiccups along the way. So Yeah, I was going to say, you helped us uh, identify where we should put kitchens and bathrooms and created some functional or helped us identify more functional construction yeah. solutions. Where did you develop those skills? Oh, walking through, um, building after building after building. Um, so I lived in New York, like I said, for a really long time, and the spaces are itty bitty. Mm -hmm. 
And so functionality was a huge thing um, in New York. So I think living there for a long time, I started identifying like, hey, you can fit a 24-inch range here. And if they're not going to cook a lot, why not do that? Optimize your space. Um, and then I think, yeah, just walking through properties. And um, I have a construction manager, Nate, and with his like knowledge of construction and background, we're able to go into a space and be like, okay, I think this will work, but feasibly, can the plumbing come up? Da, 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 da. So I think that has helped me a lot working with him to actually not just say, yeah, it'd be really cool to put a kitchen here, but like looking at the basement, seeing the mechanicals and being like, oh, yeah, no, <laughs> can't do that. <laughs> or that is load bearing. Okay. <laughs> so I guess just practice. That's awesome. That's cool that you saw a lot of other places too, because yeah, I didn't think about that. You go see New York, you see the way other people did, and you're like, okay, I've seen a space like this before. Here's yep. what I saw there, so that's awesome. Yep. Um, whenever you go and like you find a really crappy, not not crappy, but let's just say like dilapidated uh, property, yep. and then you fix it up, like it sounds to me like you got some kickback for the color that you pick. Like, oh, yeah. let's talk about that. And like, why are people's like? It feels like people think investors are bad. Sure. And what you're doing is helping everybody and everything to live a better life. So um, how do you deal with that sort of like kickback that you get from people whenever they disagree with a decision when you feel like you're doing what's best for everybody? Yeah, I think that I have very specific um, examples that come along with this. We used to and still do primarily invest uh, and rehab in one specific area in Fort Wayne, which is called West Central. Uh, it's a historical neighborhood that is very, very tight-knit. Like mm -hmm. I said, walking around, meeting people. There are porch parties. I mean, it's 4 p.m. and you see people walking their dogs with wine. Yeah. Very close. So people talk. Um, and people, I think, who live there forget that it used to be a shithole. Mm -hmm. um, and Mike Anderson, I know you've had him on before, you know, I won't say single-handedly really transformed West Central, but played a really, really big part in it. Mm -hmm. So then, you know, that was the first wave of making it better. And then you had other people come in and do a lot of single-family homes and different stuff. And so it's a long-winded answer. But people then got really used to what it was. Mm -hmm. And you see, you know, trends, obviously. Right now we have this, like, barn, black and white, da 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 da, -da. At the time that a lot of things were being redeveloped or redone in West Central, it was very, uh, like, earthy tones, mm -hmm. uh, things like that. So coming in to a neighborhood that was a lot more neutral, sure, there are purple houses or different things that people were up in arms about at the time. Um, those became neutral as well. So me coming in, doing a black house that I got permission for. Talk yep. about, you know, following um, process. Yeah. I went to HPC, which is the Historical Preservation Committee. I yep. said, you like this paint color? They're like, do it. I said, you like these numbers? Do it. They were pumped. Yeah. Um, but then you have all these people that are living there and they see change. Mm. For better or for worse, a lot of people don't like change. Mm -hmm. um, like you even see it with GE. That's yeah. going to be such a huge thing for Fort Wayne. And there are yeah. so many people that are like, no, that's going to be bad. It's like, how could that be bad? So I think that was a huge part of it. Um, not a lot of people like black. But, oh, well, everything was approved. I just have a different taste. Yeah. Uh, and I think a lot of people feel either threatened by it. I think my age as well. Mm. And being a woman has mm. a lot to do with it, unfortunately. They're like, mm, who is this girl coming in? I kid you not. 
someone called me that rich bitch from New York who doesn't give a fuck about anyone else. Yeah. Like, they don't even well, know fuck you. you. Yeah. <laughs> like, and then you have the single family homeowners who are like, oh, we don't really want a bunch of multifamilies in this neighborhood. And then you have the multifamily people that are like, you know, you're doing these rehabs, which is cool, but like now I can't afford to live here. Mm. So it's like, it's a very, you have a lot, a lot, a lot of backlash. Um, I think no matter what you do. Mm-hmm. And the whole, I'm so off topic on this. Um, I told you I flail. But it is. It's really hard because you think you're like, I just did this amazing thing for this neighborhood. This house was literally poop brown, the yep. color of my nails currently. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, think you're doing a good thing, but you're never going to make anyone happy. So I think at the end of the day, you just kind of have to let it roll off. And unless there are like serious implications, um, like a stop work order, like then you take that seriously. Cause it's like, mm-hmm. just because you don't like something I do doesn't mean you're going to change what I do. Everyone's opinion is valid. Everyone has their own perspective. Great for you. But like, I can't let that halt what I'm doing. Right. Yeah, that, that was a beautiful house, too. And I saw that, I was like, <laughs> dang, those numbers on there. I was like, that looks so cool. I, I loved it. Yeah, it makes me think of the gnarly uh, uh, Joker and Batman mural that we put on the <laughs> side of this. Yeah, people get really upset. And they're like, but oh, it's my house. Tell them the story. Oh, wait, I guess the story was when he was talking to me, but you can yeah, tell Yeah, yeah, it was just uh, one of our friends was basically explaining how he was trying to bring up the 46808 zip code. Sure. <laughs> and how the Joker is the prince of crime. But he didn't use those words. He just said it's bad for the... He said it's bad for the neighborhood. <laughs> He's like, yeah, it's bad for the neighborhood. I'm like, bad for the neighborhood. Did you see that property before we owned it? Right. I was like, it was... The roof is falling in. Like, it's a piece of crap. And, like, you're saying that us fixing it up, putting a mural on it, and that people will love to go see is bad for it. Yeah, we, oh, yeah. We should let everybody know that they're allowed to come uh, this weekend... Like whoever can stop by and take photos in front of it, like oh yeah, kids yeah. kids that dressed up as superheroes yeah. and whatnot. Let them park to... there too. We should just put free parking if take photo and post. <laughs> yeah, there you yeah. go. But um, yeah, it was interesting because it it feels like those people feel like they own that area, mm-hmm. and that's why they get like uh like hey we own this area and yep. that's why you... you're coming in. Yep. Um, I think the word gentrifying comes in to play a lot when people are upset, mm-hmm. and it's like learn what you're talking about before you just say it and well we discovered with uh social media that the more people that you piss off the more views that you get it is true so a lot of times if we rehabbed a property or something i'll put in the hashtag like hashtag gentrification just to get all those haters (laughs) to watch our video and comment you know hateful stuff so that it gets more (laughs) attention is there a lot of people that think gentrification is a bad thing then I think so. I think okay. people throw it out as like a slander, you know mm. what I mean, to try and brand you as a gentrifier or something like that mm. when maybe they don't fully know the extent of what you're doing, how you're helping the community, what the word even means, different things. So I like to stay away from all that stuff, including social media, which is is hard because it's a huge part of marketing and branding yeah. yourself. 100%. Um, and especially in – you know, the industry that we're in, it's so picture focused. Yeah. No one wants to read a description about a house. Right. They want to see the before and after. Yep. So how do you stay off of social media? You can't. Yeah. How do you make it work for you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
What does your organization look like for people who wanted like a bird's eye view? Do you have properties in other markets? And then like how many units do you guys have? How long did it take you to create that? You said that you'd sold a business before. I think I like had an idea of what business that was, but how did you end up here and what do you have now? Yeah, so Anthony sold his um, design development company uh, that he had in New York. That was Jacked. Jacked, J-A-K-T, acronym of different letters of people's mm-hmm. names. Um, very cool business. Um, but then, yeah, so moved here, started getting into the rentals. Um, it was a very snowball, quick um, up and up type thing. So we started with nine, and then it was like 20, and then it was like 30. And it was, you know, I think the market was a little bit different than it is now. Um, I'm not going to get into that. But we were able to acquire a lot more properties um like 90% off market type things uh, because I think we wanted to have a niche uh, and that niche originally was, you know, these smaller multifamily homes that we were able to put a lot of money into and make them really, really nice. Um, And then since then we had started selling some of those, Uh, you know, it's the learnings that you get along the way is, you know, if I have three units in one roof, that's still one roof, right? But if I have one house and one roof, that's only one unit. So we definitely, we never buy single families. Um, And then three became five and six and eight and 12. um, And now we have a 42 unit building. Wow. One roof, right? In West Central? So No, it's actually- um, Is that the one off of Dewald? Um, it's on Fairfield. It's right by nice. the corner. Oh, that's, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, so we actually just got COO yesterday. Wow. So we're, we like more compact, yeah. one location one maintenance person for mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So that puts us to, I think it's like 105 units. Wow. Um, and how long? So our first property was March, April, March, something like that. Literally right before COVID, yep. uh, we purchased it. So that was 2020. 2020, yeah. Yeah, and it's 2022. Holy smokes. That's amazing. Kind of yeah, you go were. all in. Yeah. <laughs> things that we like so how long did it take to rehab that too because it looked like you were trying to get folks ready to move in in december so has it taken two years to like get the thing fully uh so we actually came in um when it had already been uh i don't even know the percentage maybe like 60 percent done 70 Mm percent done or something um and bought into it and then uh started doing a lot of different touches to it yeah i wanted a very specific floor i wanted specific countertops different things so we definitely made some modifications but i'm excited for that so that's awesome you know i i feel like i might remember that one i think did jordan talk about that at all when we were going to the ufc fights Uh, yeah i think um the person who had it previous jordan wanted to sell it for him or buy it or something that's crazy that's that's the crazy thing too is like you never know like one conversation like one thing and then just like it can turn into whatever you want it to like especially with your intentions there like if you know what you're looking for and you're very focused on it you guys are realizing okay and the only way to really get focused on is to actually start taking progress you start doing single family like okay screw single family you do this then you're like okay the bigger the units and then you got very specific on what you wanted and then it just Yep. comes up like you just that put your focus in and then you let go of things that aren't working for you yep that's awesome so uh how long have you been married to anthony we're not married oh okay Basically, well you've been, no. to, you've been. <laughs> <laughs> uh we've been together since uh, it's like uh it'll be eight years in october so it's october so it's been like eight years i think wow maybe seven 
maybe one of the two. Uh, so IDI Core is the software that I use to uh, skip trace people, and it had under spouse. So I was like, oh, I thought that they were just together, yeah. not married. <laughs> but then IDI Core got threw me off. I was like, oh, maybe they're married. Yeah. Well, they also don't know my age or anything. Yeah, <laughs> so that's, that's right. really legit. He's married to a different Sasha. Actually, there's yeah. 29. And yeah. <laughs> Who's the one who owns the winery? Right? Exactly. Right. Yeah. We got some competition. Well, the the two of you have been together for a minute. Yeah. So, uh, what relationship advice would you give to our listeners? Um, I mean, that's a hard one. I think. What relationship advice? I don't know. Everyone's relationship is different. <laughs> we have a very, very, very specific, different relationship than most people. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we live together. We work together. We've been working together for years at this point. Um, and it's not just uh, it, when he had the uh, design and development company, I was just an employee. Mm. Very, very, very different relationship to owning property together, being co you know, business owners together. It's it's hard. I mean, we don't have a separation of the two, which mm. I think is really important for some people and not for others. So I don't know. I would say to the listeners, if you are in business with your not husband, spouse, <laughs> um, that would be like follow-up questions because it's a whole, whole nother beast. Yeah, I want to actually dig into that because that's a that's a difficult thing, especially whenever you're, I didn't even think about it, that you're dating and your partners, like business partners, mm-hmm. and how to, uh, yeah, most people have to turn it on and off and then talk about personal and stuff. So how do you guys actually like, is there any time you're like, okay, hey, I want to set apart time that we can talk about us as a relationship? Or do you like, or you're like, you guys are so, okay, hey, here's where we're going. And like, we're going to the freaking moon together. And yeah. like, you're, you're planning on growing the same vision or like, what does that look like? What does that dynamic look like? Oh, fucking A. I mean, we definitely, we go through phases too. I think like everyone does. Like, hey, let's work on this. Let's work on that together. Let's try and have separate time. It's just, I think the way that, we both love business. We love all these different things. So even if we're trying to talk about something else, it's like yeah, we enjoy that. So it's yeah. like, why not just talk about what you like? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's it, it's hard. If you can make it work, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. If you can't, time apart, I think, is really, really, really important for all couples. Like being able to come home to someone at the end of the day and be like, let me tell you about my day. Mm-hmm. We don't have that. Um, Oh, I would say like more we're starting to get that um, is I'm really, really focused on the construction company. Um, I'm actually like out at our shop uh, most of the day. So I can, you know, come home and be like, hey, guess what happened? Um, But that's a tough question. I don't know. Have have you ever felt um, like pressure from the business called it? pressure in your relationship whereas like like something happened there and you're like dang like now i'm pissed off at you and i'm like not really pissed off at you i'm pissed off what you did in this business thing yeah Mm -hmm. yeah of course yeah i mean finances are like the bane of my existence um i like doing quickbooks by myself the bane that was a batman reference (laughs) (laughs) you know i i can sit down i can go through transactions um at the beginning so talk about processes right at the beginning um of the construction company, I would just collect money or things and I forgot to send an invoice or things like that. And they were just like muddled as fuck. I mean, it was bad. 
And so that was such a twist in, you know, trying to get the finances back in order. Not that they were like, they were just disorganized. Yeah. We knew where money was coming in and coming out. It was just like having yep. to clean up all that for taxes and stuff. I would say that's probably our biggest, because like, it's so boring. Yeah. But it's like the blood of your company. Mm -hmm. You have to have all that shit like to a fucking T. Yeah. That's why I think I was asking you guys about the KPIs. So I'm like, cool, you're spending two grand, but like, where is it going? Yeah. And you're like, Fuck how's it working? Yeah. yeah. How much how's you getting? Yeah. Like what's working? What's not? Where do we send money? Um, and then I think once you get a handle on your finances, then you can start doing more things like branding your cars, getting marketing, going this kind of fun stuff. Uh, but if you don't know, it's kind of like, uh, but that's our biggest challenge. hundred percent. Is, and then, like, I'll miss a meeting because I'll schedule something else and I won't look at my calendar because I'm terrible at my calendar. And it's like, the fuck? And so that can definitely... I mean, oh, but that's sure. with anybody, right? Like, say I just didn't show up today. Yeah. Like, you guys hey. would be so pissed. Yeah, but what the heck? Yeah, and then imagine we were dating. Yeah. You'd be like, what the heck? Yeah. I'm not making you dinner. Like, yeah, you can be really upset about that. So, weird balance. Obviously, it's taken us years and years to work through things and figure things out, but it's always, relationships are not stagnant, right? So they're yeah. gonna keep evolving over time. And if you can make it work, you can make it work. Yeah, so I've felt a lot of frustration, like Tony and I have been frustrated with each other before. We're still good friends and we always keep that the highest of importance. Yeah. Um, Cause yeah, sometimes you don't show up to me and I'm like, bro, it's in the calendar. <laughs> or like, I don't show up and I'm like 10 minutes later, I'm like, yeah, I'm further away than I thought. Um, yeah. So it, it definitely happens. Um, do you guys talk about like your vision for your guys' lives very often? Or like, what does that look like to where you guys know that you're on the, the same path, the right path, where you're going aligns? Like, did you guys ever have those conversations at all? Or did it just yeah. kind of like, cause yeah. sometimes I feel like it all just falls into place on accident. Um, I don't think anything we do is accidental um, in life, to be honest. And not just Anthony, I think that with everyone, if it's conscious or subconscious, I think you're always doing things towards what you want mm -hmm. or what you don't want. Um, but yes, we definitely have conversations. We would do uh, yearly plannings. Yep. Um, we did have his mentor actually, Elizabeth is phenomenal and she is actually in business with her husband. Wow. So that That's is awesome. like super, it, it was really, really neat. So we would do exercises uh, typically once a year. Yeah, yearly That's planning, awesome. just like you would do for a business, we do for our lives. Wow. That's See, that's some great advice right there because <laughs> I think that's very important is to have that discussion of, okay, here's where I want to go. Here's where you want to go and like being very intentional and like very specific on where you guys do want to go because again, like right now, you seems like you're growing the construction company. Maybe you're not as involved on certain things because that's what you want to do yep. and that's okay. So that's awesome that you guys have those conversations and talk about it. I think you have to. I mean, you would do it with your business partner too. So yep. why not do it with your, your actual partner? Yep. So 100%. So uh, this is the fun one that uh, we talked about at the, at the before we started the podcast. Uh, a renter got upset with you because you ended their lease and then they took to social media to crucify you uh, <laughs> for doing something that's a pretty normal thing for landlords to do. Uh, social humiliation is one of the biggest fears of people next to death. Oh. Uh how was that on your mental health? And then how did you recover? And what advice do you have for people who are being cyber bullied or kind of dragged through the mud? Sure. Um, so that was a really, really difficult situation. Um, you know, the news, the fucking Fort Wayne news picked it up. Like it, it was a whole, whole thing. Um, and 
I think it's really important to keep in mind, no matter what news source you have, no matter what your political beliefs are, what you watch, I don't really care. They're telling a story. Mm-hmm. It's a story. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying none of it's true. I, I don't know. You can say whatever you want. Um, but it's to get clicks. It's to get likes. It's to get engagement, just like you guys said, mm-hmm. right? So that was one of the most popular articles on their Facebook page, like by leaps and bounds. Um, and there's always sides to things, not even sides. It's if you want to portray a specific example or a specific story, you're going to do that no matter what. Mm-hmm. We're people. It's 100%. very compelling. Um, I think, unfortunately, yeah, like you said, Twitter was probably the worst. Wow. Um, that fucking A. I mean, Anthony got a death threat. I got a rape threat from it. They posted my car. Um, they posted my house. They said, you know, they saw us to spit on us. Da, 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 da. I was like, <sighs> at the end of the day, these people are, what do they call them? Keyboard wa- warriors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and they're not going to do fucking shit to my face. But yeah, for a long time, I was super scared. Yeah. Like, I didn't want to leave the house. I didn't want to do things. And it's mean. They brought up my mom, you know, because someone said, who went to high school with me, never met this person in my entire life, uh, that I was this stuck up girl, da da da, always had designer bags. Like, what a juicy couture. Like, what? not a designer bag like what are you talking about uh yeah her parents plural i'm like nope parent again (laughs) like you guys just you don't know what you're talking about and you're trying to spin things to fit your narrative Mm -hmm. and i just i don't engage with it because no matter how many times i'm gonna say my piece it's you're gonna spin it just gets worse i responded once to the mom thing Mm -hmm. because it was like ah fuck you like Mm -hmm. you're not gonna bring my fucking mom into this um and then they're just blah, 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 blah. <laughs> even worse. So I'm like, nope, I'm done. So just you kind of let them get it out. Get it out of your system because next week it's going to be something else. It's the same with the news, right? Like, I mean, I'm not even going to give examples. But, <laughs> you know, it's just we live in such a fast-paced environment where people have the ability to be online and hear all these different things 24-7 that people get very passionate when they think that they associate with it. Mm -hmm. So they're in groups and out groups. And obviously, these people felt like they were in that same boat. Mm -hmm. So they have frustrations. I'm not, you know, the 500 people who liked it, I'm not their fucking landlords. Mm -hmm. I don't do, like, this is a very specific example. Um... You're never going to please everyone, and I think it's okay to feel sad and upset about these comments because they're unnecessary, and they're really mean Mm -hmm. sometimes. Cyberbullying is just, all in all, a really shitty thing to do. Um, So I like to be really conscious of what I say and take a minute before I even say anything, too, that could be misconstrued in, you know, a bad way, uh, especially on the Internet where it is permanent. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I mean – be upset. Do what you need to do. Like, take a hot shower, take a bath, drink a bottle of wine. Don't care. Like, you need to figure out something for yourself to, like, get you through that, like, initial, like, holy shit, this sucks. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you have to move on with your life. Like, you can't let these things, I think, dictate what you do because they're just, what is it, trolls or mm-hmm. something? They're just, they're being mean to be mean. And I don't live my life like that, so... Yeah. You said so many points there. I'm like, oh my <laughs> gosh, that are really good. So one is like, yeah, I mean, it's interesting how whenever you hear a threat, then it's very scary for you. And like, it's very real. Like I remember I was, Tony. I was not interested in guns at all. And then somebody said they were going to come to my house and now I've got four. Yeah. 
I signed up for a shooting class. Yep. After I got that, literally, it was like woman's night, and it was meant to be. It's some shooting place right over on uh, Coliseum here. And it was like five women, just like self-defense, yep. literally next day. I, yeah. like, I did, I did lose all of those weapons in an unfortunate uh, boating accident, though. So. Oh. <laughs> Why did you have four guns on a <laughs> But yeah, that's awesome that you, because that's the thing is like this kind of stuff will initiate like good moves if you're like a savvy person. Then you're like, all right, I'm going to now defend myself and be able to. And I think that's very important for not just women, but for everybody. Yeah, I agree. I think, I mean, it's mean. It's like you shouldn't do things yeah. like that. But also, like you said, defend. Like, I don't feel the need to defend myself. Yeah. Like, you're just because you say something to me that may trigger an emotion doesn't mean I need to come back and tell you. Mm-hmm. You Like, because you're being such a nasty human, like, you literally don't deserve my energy or my breath as a mm-hmm. response. So that's why I just really stayed out of it. It's like, because yeah. I'm just, you're fueling the fire yeah. at the mm-hmm. end of the day. So, like, my biggest advice, like, do you on social media, do you in real life, like, things are going to come up. Um, yeah. but just try and be like, it, that's on them. Yep. Like people always say like, oh, karma will come and get them. Yeah. I'm a full believer that like they're already dead. Yeah. They're living that life. Yeah. They're behaving like yep. that. You don't need to wish that something bad is going to happen or things will come back to them. It already is. Yeah. They're feeling it already. That's why they're, that's why they're saying that is because they're feeling exactly. that pain. Exactly. And they want you to feel the same pain that they're feeling. So that's what I yep. think about a lot is like, those people like are hurting and mm-hmm. they want yeah. attention and love because yeah. like i've noticed that and they're all, not getting it yeah all anybody ever wants is like they just want to be loved like everybody wants to be loved so bad and that's the way of them receiving it they have the emotional um like basically the emotional intelligence of like a, a fifth grader because like that's what i did in fifth grade i remember i acted out <laughs> i threw food i was crazy i was mean because i just wanted attention i wanted somebody to like talk to me and they have a, a grown-up like emotionally so now that's the only way of like getting any sort of like conversation and stuff yeah. but yeah it, it really is a self-reflection i always think of the opposite whenever i think about situations so like if we're gonna move a tenant out and their leases end and we say hey we bought this property we want you to move out think about the opposite because those people got very upset about having to move out think about the opposite of it where we buy the property their leases end and then uh like they're we basically demand that they stay hey you have to stay here you you're not allowed to leave yeah Yeah, like that's where it really becomes a problem whenever you do the exact opposite of what we just did it's oh yeah and people don't think about that either and it's very comical too i think if you were to go back and look at that news article and things and you know whatever me thinking back on it um Are you letting deals fall through the cracks because you don't have good systems in place? We've been there before and we've tried several different CRMs and Ari Simply has been the best. Ari Simply tracks your KPIs, does automatic follow-ups for you, and even records your incoming phone calls. The system is simple to use and has more features than we even know what to do with. If you're looking for a great CRM, try Ari Simply today. We put the link in the description. Check it out now. Yeah, oh my gosh, crazy. I was so upset. <laughs> yeah, it's bullcrap. Honestly, when I when I saw all of that stuff happen, I was like, I was just very sad for you guys, honestly, because I was like, I believe in what you guys are doing, and I believe that you guys are doing a good thing, and I know your intent is good, regardless of how anybody else sees it. Like, I know that your intent is good, and like. 
there has to be something for your intentions. Like you mean to do well by people. You're yeah, trying to give people a nicer place to stay. You're trying to build up Fort Wayne. Are you making profit in the meantime? Yes. Is that okay? Absolutely. Yeah, of course. Like it's okay it's to have some sort yeah. of self-interest in it as well. But it's interesting that again, it's, it's more about what people believe and they're going to stay in that place because if you believe that, oh, they're taking advantage of, they're these rich people or whatever, and like you think that's a problem, you're just reinforcing the sense that you're going to stay where you're at now because now you think that what they're doing is wrong when you don't see the good in it. Like it's actually a, it's a very good thing um, to do everything that you guys do. So yeah. I guess it's up for interpretation, yeah. <laughs> depending who you are. <laughs> yeah. Well, we appreciate everything that you guys do, and well, we're, we're rooting for you guys for sure. So. Thank you. Yeah. So uh, I wanted to uh, play around with another sensitive topic now. Love it. <laughs> so uh, you went to Bloomington. I did. And basically, it seems like you went for sex, <laughs> or that was like your major, right? <laughs> Yeah, so Kinsey Institute. So Alfred Kinsey was the first person to uh, empirically study sex. So mm. I went for social psych uh, specifically on relationships, mm. um, which obviously a big part of relationships is having sex. Yeah. Yep. Loved and it. wow. And so uh, after uh, kind of looking through your the history of places that you went, you've been in New York and you've been in Miami. Um, I feel, and even even West Central tends to be more liberal, right? Yep. So, uh, in a political climate, because Dakota and I consider ourselves more conservative, sure. uh, in a political climate that is seemingly becoming more divided and biased by more and more social media, like we kind of talk about, like dividing people. Sure. How do you see, uh, or do you see a way that we can find common ground, a ground, and learn to come together as a country? I mean, I hope so. Um, I think it's a common misconception that because I wrote about sex and I was literally called by someone in West Central an unlicensed sex therapist, um, I am not. So my background is in research. So um, I've published journal art, or I've been published in journals um, for psych, and I do research. It's like remember when we were in like third grade and you had to do a science board hypothesis the mm -hmm. whole thing mm -hmm. that was my jam that's what I did so I wrote about um things that were studies like real research um so I don't think that makes me liberal um to be honest so I don't know if that's something that I would agree with um but I mean yeah I hope so I don't think I can't solve that problem. I mean, I'm nice. I try and be nice to everyone. Mm -hmm. I'm the nicest person I know. Haha, <laughs> that's a joke. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I mean, that's politics. That's everything. I think, yes, there's a bigger implications of that, right? Like presidency, different things. But how does it trickle down to your circle, what you're dealing with, those kind of things. And then how do you, you know, just interact with people as just people instead of being polarizing. So mm -hmm. I, I don't know if I even answered that, but like, yeah, that'd be amazing. <laughs> I think, I, I don't think know. <laughs> whenever I think about this, honestly, I just seek to understand now is I want to understand their position and I want to be curious about their position. That's it. Literally. Cause like, yeah. I don't have to agree with it, but sure. it's not about me agreeing with it. I just want to know that the other person actually is authentic with what they believe. Like, that's it. I'm just I so curious. Care. 
I, I'm interested that whenever I can tell that somebody is only believing it because they've been socially told that's what they're supposed to believe or that their parents told sure. them so or that the college said so. And then I start asking them these questions and I find out that they don't even really believe it, but they're defending it like they do. I'm like, this is so weird. I'm like, I don't get it, but I, I do that too. Sometimes I'm like, why do I even believe this? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it becomes a part of your identity, mm -hmm. your belief system. It yeah. can shape how you make decisions, um, you know, voting, how you speak to people, how you treat people, different things. So cool. That's, you know, good for you. That's a part of you. It's just like your personality. It's just like your job is part of your identity. The car you drive is part of your identity. Mm. It really has nothing to do with me until it does. Mm -hmm. So you say like, you know, I try and hear their point of view. I don't really give a fuck about your point of view. Sure. Like, unless it directly, like, I don't want you, I don't want to have an open conversation with you. Like, I don't care. Mm -hmm. Like, th that sounds really mean, but it's like, why Why are we talking about this? Like, what is the end goal mm -hmm. of this? Why are, why are you telling me your point of view? That's your masculine energy. I love it. I don't know. I just... I'd see, rather not talk about it. Yeah. Like, not that not that I'm hiding away from things like that by any means, but if it's just gonna cause an argument mm -hmm. or something, it's like, why don't you just believe that and let it be part of you? And I'll be myself and it'll be part of me. And then if we ever have to come together on something like that, then that's I think when we'll deal with it. If I wanna be gluten free, I will hit you up. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I can give you advice. If you wanna learn more about KPIs, hit me up. Yeah. You know? Man, I, I would, don't know. I would pay just you just to come in here and set up our KPIs and be like, all right, how much, how much does that cost? Because, like, honestly, I know we're losing a lot of money from not doing it now because now we've ramped up our marketing so much. And I'm like, dude, we're spending some serious money that we need to find out what's working, what's not working. Like, yeah. this is, like, getting serious now. Like, two grand, cool, not as big of a deal. We're spending, like, 12, 15 yeah, we need to know what's working, where we yeah. should put more money, what's not working. Maybe we're spending money. We don't even know. We have no idea what's working. I, I think oh, it's more than 50. <laughs> yeah, all we know is that, like, stuff's, stuff is going up, and, like, it's not. I know. I know. I know. Sorry, I didn't listen to you yet, but I res I now yeah. am yeah. willing to accept it, and I want to listen to you. Yeah, I want to listen to you, and we're going to do it. I know 100% we are going to do it. I know it's yeah. very important, but um, last question I want to ask before Tony gets into some closing questions sure. is uh, you talk about that not caring, and I, I feel that a lot. What I've noticed is that in my relationships, I have that where I'm like, they're feeling sad about something, and I'm cut it off. I, I can't feel empathy. Do you feel any sort of that with Anthony where you're like, I disagree with you. I don't even want to talk about it. And then like it creates strife later or is it usually more like just with people you don't really care about? Yeah, I would say it's just strangers. Okay. Because they don't impact my life. Yep. Um, they're those people online. Those are the people that are, you know, driving by. Like mm -hmm. I'm never going to see you again. So uh, with people I care about, it's literally like 180, 360, mm -hmm. you know. Yep. Full, full around, yep. um, stupid empathetic. I will go out of my way to do things for them, um, even overbearing sometimes, like motherly. Mm. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of it. I really care, and then I don't. There's yeah. not really an in-between with me. That's awesome. So <laughs> that, that, that might be why you have so much capacity to do it, too, is because you're not focusing on the people that don't matter because I've noticed – I'm more empathetic with people that I don't know because I'm like, I like in sales, you know, you have right. to be, you have to be empathetic. And so then I'm less empathetic with the people 
that I'm close to, like my mom, my sisters, my family, my significant other, and I can't feel empathy. But then when I meet this new human being who's suffering, I can like feel and like, I want to help them so bad. And I'm like, man, what the heck? So I, I would rather be in your position where I'm like, all right, I'm never gonna see those people again. Like it is what it is than to, uh, well, I think sales is a little different too, right? So like you're going to connect with that person. You do yeah. know them. So it's not like I'm like, well, fuck you to a client. Like, I don't <laughs> right. care about your yeah. feelings. Yeah, don't tell me about that. No. Here's how I no, You want to buy the car or not? Yeah, yeah. Like, no, I, think, I think it's just more like internet people and different things is more what I was saying. Yep. Well, uh, we're getting close to the hour mark. I don't want to stay uh, cool. like tight on our time commitment. So I'll ask you, I'll skip, skip down through some of these to uh, the final deep, deep question. Mm -hmm. Ready for a deep question? Yeah. Okay. 70 years from now, you are on your deathbed. Yeah, I was going to say, how am I not dead? <laughs> <laughs> You're a survivor. Uh, Technology is advanced, and so they yeah, found actually, some right. pills that will keep you alive longer. And uh, you have uh, something that you can deliver to the world. It would be a message be either a sentence or a paragraph or a billboard it is your legacy a message to the world that you think that they need to hear that is you your message your legacy well hopefully i've produced a lot more in my lifetime that will be my legacy than just one word or one, one sentence. Or a paragraph or a mantra. Or a paragraph, yeah. Hopefully, you know, I have, like, a museum with my name on it or, like, a lion or something, you know. A lion? I don't know. Or, like, a statue. Oh, like I think you had a lion Dakota with your like name that. on it. <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. Dakota's got, you see the lion back there? That's Dakota's yeah. lion. We got a, did you see yeah. the lion mural thing or the uh, canvas when you came in? Maybe. Mm. I'll have to look when I leave. Um, I mean, so hopefully I'm, I'm producing a lot more than just this last thing. So... I'm, oh, you know what? I really don't know. I think about death, oddly, probably more than most people. Um, every time I do something, like, really weird or significant, I'm like, I tell someone who literally who is ever around who's probably not making mental notes, but I'm like, put this in my obituary. Mm. I do. It's really weird. And then I'll, that's a question, like, I would ask, like, okay, if you had to write your own obituary, like, what would it say? Mm -hmm. And then I say, are you going to write your own obituary? Yeah. And they're like, what? No. And I'm like, Teach his mm. own. Okay. Um, I think it's a good idea. So I took a class in college called Death and Dying. Mm. One of the best classes I've ever taken in my entire life. And so we like wrote our whole thing. This is super off topic because I'm thinking, ah, what would I say? Um, I'd be like, I told you I was sick or something. <laughs> you know? Um, Talk about, well, I let's. I don't know, like, do you. Like, mm. you're. The, and I don't mean this in a selfish way, but, like, it's your life. Yes, there are people around you that you care about, but, like, I think you're the most important person because you're you, right? There's no other you. Life is all you have, literally all you have. You can lose everything else. So I'd say just, you know, stay true to yourself. Follow what you want to do, and, you know, you'll attract people that will want to be around you. Um, and if you don't, you don't. Mm -hmm. But I'm also pretty independent, like, I told Anthony, like, probably at least eight times, like, if we break up or something, like, I'm going to move to, like, the swamp in, like, New Orleans, and I'm just going to be, like, I'm going to live in a treehouse with, like, a bunch of animals, like, including an alligator. So <laughs> An alligator, too? Okay. 
Yeah. And then and then Sasha's gonna lose her um articulate, you know, <laughs> type of speech. She's gonna be like I'm gonna be by myself. All the time. My <laughs> name <laughs> Sasha down on by the I don't know. So just whatever I don't know. I think being true to yourself and I think especially, you know, being a woman, um and growing up is really hard. Mm -hmm. And like all of these different factors try and influence you to being something. And it's like, at the end of the day, all you really have is like yourself. Mm. So maybe that would be my dying, like each individual person remember that like, you is you, you mm. is beautiful. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> do you, uh, we, we're gonna be a little bit over, but do you remember what you wrote in your obituary? Like, could you share like maybe the highlights of it or the top three things that you put in there? Cause I'm just curious. Oh no, mm -mm. you're gonna okay. have to wait till I die. <laughs> okay. It's a secret. I have a, I do actually have a note on my phone with a few points but nope you're gonna have to wait till i die oh, and i hope everyone cries so we're gonna wait 70 years yep at least <laughs> at least <laughs> all right uh how can our listeners get a hold of you well i think it depends what they want from me um honestly <laughs> um i mean i have you know all the normal social medias like normal people um i have my email which is the letter s at all of our different websites. So like Popo Group Construction, Popo Group Real Estate, Popo Group, da da da. Um, I would say if people are in Fort Wayne and like want to chat about construction, have a project, definitely hit me up for that. Um, if you're interested in, you know, like you guys talked about, like working with your partner kinds of things, I can definitely be helpful. Well, maybe, I guess. We can talk about it. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm not gonna give you my phone number. I'm not very good at texting, as you know. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I'll hit me up on the internet. <laughs> awesome. All right, do you have any final thoughts you want to share with our viewers? Uh, hopefully, I didn't sound crazy. Um, <laughs> hopefully, this gets edited so I also don't sound crazy. Sorry, I drank so much coffee. Um, <laughs> thank you for having me. Love it. Thanks for coming on. Yeah. Cool. Thank you guys for watching. If you guys like this one, please like, comment, subscribe. Tell us your favorite parts. See you on the next one. Peace.